Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joy. I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. Mike Tomlin eat chicken wings. We can't speculate and recollate. Just because you're the infinite and mesmeric light of eternal consciousness shining through the glistening but fractured lens of the individual human experience, doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy high-quality internet content. It's time for high-quality internet content. Mm. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreiss. I'm here with Greg Benevins. Hello. Um, one of the assumptions that we've been on for the past year is that Steelers Nation is uh, one of the worst fan bases on social media. You know, mm-hmm. we used to we used to uh, flaunt the stats uh, that three or four out of five Steeler tweets were negative mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, but uh, I've come to I've reexamined some of my some of my beliefs and mm. I'm I'm in I might have to tweak so I went back and looked I might need to tweak some of this okay you know because I think I miss I think I man, it manipulated the data in the wrong way oh and uh some important information came out this week okay. that made me reflect what I you know, do I have to change what I thought I believe? And therefore, maybe what all Steeler Nation needs, I don't know. Okay. That's in a second. I, but I do want to tease that mm. this, you know, this big, these Big Ben comments from the Madden show. Oh, the yes, 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 absolutely, yeah. We'll do that in the second half. Plus, okay. uh, plus, you know, I know, oh, you guys, we're not going to talk about mocks. Okay, oh. mock heads. Well, in the second half, I will tell you who the most reliable mockers, you know, if you're going to focus some attention on this. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't, but these are the people that if you have we'll to, tell you. you should use, yes. So let's talk negativity. You know, in mm-hmm. February 2022, we saw the bookies.com study. They, mm-hmm. they, they went over the entire 2021 season, mm-hmm. and the data was one out of five, 21.2%, one at, about one out of five tweets were positive. Mm. Now, I took that to mean... That four out of five were negative, not necessarily a one-to-one correlation. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's on me. I I apologize to you, Steeler Nation. Instead of being, uh, you know, four fifths jerk store, 
Well, you I mean, know, I guess just what's a neutral tweet? I mean, you know, Najee Harris runs for three yards, second down. Like, uh, oh, no, but don't believe it. <laughs> no, we were still, Steeler Nation was still ranked 27th oh, out of good. 32. Okay. okay? Whew. So, Whew. not, you know, not necessarily. So, when we were out there flaunting, oh, we're the fourth uh, most negative fan base, I should amend that to say <laughs> we are the fourth least positive <laughs> fan base. Okay. I, I think we could all agree with that. That is the so there is a change of philosophy. I will admit when I get things wrong, I've been calling you the fourth worst. You're the fourth least best, <laughs> and that's just according to the data. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the tweets now from at Kyle P Barber, Kyle Phoenix Barber, mm-hmm. according to Gambling.com. The Baltimore Ravens fan base is the third angriest online NFL fan base since free agency began. Yes, the negativity rankings are back. <laughs> Last year, it was bookies.com. They studied the entire 21 season. Now, we're just in this in this small window of free agency mm-hmm. from the, the fine social scientists at gambling.com. <laughs> and... We've been we've got we've been promoted. We're no longer the fourth least positive. Mm-hmm. We are the ninth most negative. Wow. Okay. That that feels like a drop or a rise. I'm not sure which way we're defining. Would you there. rather be the fourth least positive or the ninth most negative? I mean, ninth most negative. Like if 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 there's a negative playoffs you're kind of on the outside of that i mean that's you're like trying to get in you're hoping that somebody is positive at the last second so you can sneak in there oh but. yeah you're you're never going to be able to compete with the new yorks or the phillies <laughs> you know when it comes to pure negativity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so they and 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 gambling.com went for, as far to break it down by wow. social media category so on reddit okay. Mm-hmm. We are the second most negative. 20.7% of all posts on the Steeler Reddit wow. are negative. Wow. Which I, which if you ever on that Reddit, you would think that's an understatement. Oh, okay. I, I, I try to avoid Reddit because I'm bad enough looking at Twitter. So, yeah. So, I'm glad to hear there are worse swamps and further abysses. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and, and believe me, if you're on Facebook, that's pretty bad. You think that's mm-hmm. bad. Well, uh, no. Actually, on Facebook, uh, we're tied for eighth most negative with the Ravens and Broncos. Okay. Uh, you know, Ravens, hey, they're a playoff team. I know they've got some quarterback troubles. Broncos, man, if we're on that kind of level. Yeah, that's that, some, I uh, mean, that, that's and they're going to be negative for a long time. I mean, that's not turning around anytime soon. Oh, geez. And then on Twitter, we're the ninth most negative. Uh, gambling.com has a very gratuitous stat of only 5.7% negative uh, on Twitter, mm. but still the ninth most negative. Negative. I mean, again, I, I mean, the first thing I was struck by is that, like, if the Steelers have the ninth highest level of negativity, but the rankings on the three separate things we're using are two, eight, and nine, that how does that average out to ninth overall? I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm sure whatever their methodology does, it does. It just I wonder if it put, maybe places less emphasis on negativity on Reddit and yeah. more on Twitter. Well, yeah, I think there's more eyeballs on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, right? that makes sense. Reddit makes probably sense. gets a fraction of that. So you know, eighth, uh-huh. eighth on Facebook, ninth on Twitter, second on. I mean, but Reddit's where the action is. Uh-oh. You know, take me where the action <laughs> is. And again, I also, I mean, just as I kind of intimated before, I'm not sure exactly what constitutes 
substitutes and neutral tweets. So it's, I mean, I, I, I guess negative is it, it's just something complaining at the team, or maybe they searched for certain words. At, um, at and and this is only free agency. This is when you know a lot of uh, you know Steeler Nation is is hibernating. It's uh, you right. know a, the slumber of of the off season. So to be you know eighth eighth ninth ninth negative now. Um, it makes me a little worried. What happens if we're if we don't start off four and zero? Oh, or, if the, or right when the season starts out, and, and like the real and like the pro negativity people come yeah. back. Oh like yeah, the refi- like that. Right now, it's the off season for negativity. Like they're getting their they're resting, they're getting their reps in. Yeah. Well, I mean the the, the James Harrison's of the negativity workout, like the Philipponies <laughs> and the you know the whole ninety eight. There the 90, is no off season. Yeah, the ninety three seven crew is uh, they're hard. You know they're lifting every day out there on Twitter. But you know the you know like the you know. Tomlin says, or the mm-hmm. uh, you know some of the live tweeters who are embarrassed every play, or you know unacceptable. So some of that is off. I see they're hibernating that embarrassment for now. Uh, what is it with these bookie.com sites, gambling.com sites? Why are they tracking all this fan uh, like fan vibes? It's they really it's are very tracking much vibes. vibes. I mean, the only thing I could figure, and you and I were talking about this off the air, is that you know if I assume these companies make their their own lines and hand do their own handy. Capping, so on some level, they kind of have to balance fan perception, fan emotions. Yet it's not like they have to get people to bet on a line tomorrow for a game this Sunday. Maybe it's for putting together bets for NFL futures. That's the only thing I can figure. But um, I don't know. Or maybe there's just nothing else for them to talk about during the <laughs> offseason, which could also be true. Well, this is this is also very guarded information. It's not on their websites. They don't oh. like. It's not like this seems to be something that was sent out as a. I don't even know if it was a press release. It just started popping up on certain you know like journalists or pseudo journalists twitter mm-hmm. feeds but then when i went to the websites themselves i couldn't find the raw data i wanted to you know i was like i'm gonna talk to the chief bookie in charge right. of you know but of course you know that those guys probably you know or don't want to talk to me so yeah and I, I doubt anyone who put this together was like wearing a lab coat at the time i mean i, I whatever their methodology is uh it might be a little janky but i mean it it the fact that we keep coming back to this is whatever they're doing, it kind of tracks with your and I experience. Like the Steelers are among the most negative fan bases, regardless of time, regardless of event. And so whatever they're doing, it can't be all that far off. Yeah, well, I think they're even being gratuitous. I think they're being, you know, I, I kind of look back to bookies maybe as having more pulse when they, but they went through the whole season. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, I might, if they come out with a new, I need a follow up. I, uh, bookies gambling. Okay. All right. <laughs> Enough social science. We want to talk football. <laughs> um, well, you know, let's get to, let's, let's play some of the golden oldies, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Canada. Or maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. How about how about not blaming at Pit Mia San Mia ninety Steel City Steel City Mia San Mia unpopular opinion. Canada was calling a conservative offense due to him protecting his young quarterback and less than stellar offensive line for most of the year. He will take the handcuffs off of Kenny now, and we will have a much better offense. Bookmark this. I did bookmark that. That's how you ended up on the show. <laughs> What do you think that that's, that's a, we've seen all these O-line moves mm-hmm. and now we've got five guards and six centers and mm-hmm. a partridge and 
Uh, it's all because now we can let the handcuffs off of Kenny. Yeah, this was this was Mark Cabali's, uh theory throughout the season, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Is that you know, and it was, the, and it was always going to be the strongest argument for if they kept Canada, why that would have happened uh, beyond just the idea of continuity. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's by getting all of these guys by this being Kenny's second year. Yes, it's time to open up the Glen Gary plays in the back of the book <laughs> if they're there, and uh, yeah. Bring them we on. hear we hear there's rumors of a uh, all these great plays. Yes, yeah, so, so I heard you have some of the good plays. Perhaps those it's time to bring those out. Just, uh, if this is true, then then Matt Canada is is he the ultimate Steelers martyr? We've sacrificed him on this uh, you know on the stone. In- well, I, I I think, but I, I mean that's that's the most positive take of all those times times when they say stuff like it comes with a job, you know, <laughs> like it's it's like they're standing on the wall, like it, yeah. It, it, so I mean that very well could be the case. There, it's still so. There's still a chance that Mad Canada could have the gabagool. He might still mm-hmm. have. He might be the 2021 NFL top five new offensive well, coordinator. I can come back to something I heard Charlie Batch say after it was during one of the post game shows this past year, and he said it kind of offhandedly, but it kind it really struck me was that just comparing you know Ben to Kenny, and it was his contention that they didn't give Ben full compl- control of the playbook till after Super Bowl Forty. Like oh, they didn't yeah, even yeah. do that then. So it. So I mean, obviously that's a little bit different time. But no, we said it. We I think we said before it took like a hundred starts for Ben to get in the same game situations that Kenny has already been in. Yeah, them. and I think so. I so I mean that 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 implies that there may be the existence of the Glen Gary plays. There might be there like Bigfoot, like a Yeti. There the the, the 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 sightings, the rumors may be true. How about this from at Matt Light Matt Light. The Steelers are giving Kenny Pickett everything he needs to compete in the NFL. They have a defense that will keep them in the game. They rebuilt the O-line, power running back, top five tight end, physical deep threat wide out, pro bowl wide out. If Pickett is a franchise guy, Super Bowl contenders. Or is this the season? Should it be Super Bowl or bust? Uh, no, no, it can't be Super Bowl or bust, not yet. But I mean, that. but this is also the year that in the second year, remember, we thought the Bengals were going to like push for maybe a playoff spot and they went to the Super Bowl in Burrow's second year. So, I mean, it's I think that's where the ceiling is. I'm not sure about all of those things coming together and you're not and you're not in control of the other team. But yeah, what we say? What I say last year, I wanted to see improvement. I saw improvement. It's time for more improvement. That's what I expect for this season. So, what would improvement be? I mean, it's got to be playoff. Playoff. Unless there's unless there's some kind of crazy injury or something. Yeah. Is he? Will that determine? Is he the franchise guy? Will this season determine if he's the franchise guy, or is it still to be determined? Well, I mean, that's. It, I think that kind of gets back to the thing you said a while ago, just a minute ago, about how the hundred starts with Ben and all that. I mean, it's and the difference and saying who a franchise guy is. Franchise guy is one of those things. It's like the old Joe Flacco is elite joke. A franchise guy to you means something different to someone else. I mean, it's you know, I wasn't sure Jalen Hurts was a franchise guy until I saw the second half of the Super Bowl. Like it's it's different for everyone else. I, to me, it's always. Can this guy win a Super Bowl? If you can be, if you can make it to a Pro Bowl, you can probably win a Super Bowl. So that's sort of where it's good enough for me personally. If you got to a Pro Bowl, you might be a Super Bowl contender. That's my Jeff Foxworthy. That- uh, that's good enough. I mean, that's just, I haven't heard one of those in twenty years. Yeah. You know. Um. All right. Enough Canada because it's con season. And Khan has been hard at work. Actually, he's taken a. It's a, been a light week. It's a. It's, it's a watching week for Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's still plenty of 
watching on Twitter, if I could only find <laughs> at Brian Batco, Brian Batco, early Steelers free agency signings 22. Mitch Trubisky, Mason Cole, James Daniels, Levi Wallace, Miles Jack, Gunnar Gesundheit. Early early Steelers free agent signings, 23. Patrick Peterson, Nate Herbig, Cole Holcomb, Elendon Roberts, Isaac Siamalu. More aggressive or business as usual? So some people were like, oh, this is such a shocking year. Omar Khan shocked the world with this first week. But as Brian kind of points out, and this is kind of exactly how we played it last year. Yeah, and I think I think this more aggressive nature is the new business as usual. I think now that you know they don't have the enormous quarterback contract, and also the fact that you have the salary cap uh, master manipulator now as the GM himself, I think this is kind of the new normal about you know being aggressive and finding you know either fixing holes that you had or finding someone out there that you didn't think would be available at that price and saying yeah we'll bring you in and figure out the rest of it later. Yeah, this definitely if if we can. If we can say there's a trend even between the Colbert and Khan eras, yeah, it's that. It's like, yeah, take care of business now. Act like there is no tomorrow. And then you get to the draft, and then mm-hmm. that's that's where tomorrow. You know, today yep. is for today. Tomorrow is for tomorrow. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Let's <laughs> how about mm-hmm. at Mark Madden X. Mark Madden. Steelers building up their running game in a passing league. What? No wonder all these guards were out there available because everyone's passing and we're we're going to be running. What? what? I don't know. I watched those uh, those conference championship games. Those are teams that are very good at running, particularly in the NFC side. It, uh, those are. I, I think you need that good running game uh, if you're going to be able to get somewhere. Now that doesn't mean it has to be. It's obviously not 1994, but man, I I, I the, the team that won the Super Bowl was the one with maybe the weakest running game but yeah but they also had the all-time world talent quarterback so considering i don't think even the most you know upset crazed picket head thinks he's going to be quite that level of all-time talent i'd like to have the good running game to buttress him too and well and don't don't offensive linemen have to have a passing attack as well what uh do, do we know anything about if these guys are pass blockers as well I, I imagine they also pass block i'm going to go on a limb and say that the person hired to be uh off Offensive guard can also pass block as well. Uh, right? You can't. Uh, can you speculate? We can't speculate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of these guys. You know, it's like all the all the people that were supposed to be on our radar. It was not. I think that's why people were like, "Oh, this is so shocking." Yeah, because the people that you thought were going to be signed weren't. And guess what? That means you're not the insider that you thought you were. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's for the pros and the. Uh, amateurs. But by the same token, I'm glad nobody... I mean, like, I like Javon Hargrave. I'm glad they didn't give him, like, the entire gross domestic product of the Bay Area, like he actually got. Or that Tremaine Edmonds guy, who I'm sure is a great talent, but the last time I saw him, he looked lost against the Bengals. And instead, we've got, you know, this great... Uh, we've got captains, we've got leaders, we've mm-hmm. got... I don't... You know, who knows what we've got, right. actually. I and don't we know. won't know for yeah. months. That's But it's ex- but it's nice to be excited again. I, I feel as good about this team as I have since they didn't call that horse caller against that guy in the Dolphins-Jets game. <laughs> uh, too soon. Um, <laughs> well, there's one guy we do know we have at David M. Todd, David Todd. Dan Moore allowed 5.9% pressure rate when lined up at left tackle, 23rd out of 35 players uh, at left tackle. Chooks Okafor allowed 6.2% pressure rate when lined up at right tackle, 27th 
out of 36 players. So the rankings are low, but the pressure rate is also, I mean, that's like two plays a game. So if they're each giving up two pressures a game, uh, is that, do you really, do we really want to invest big to improve on that? Well, I mean, I, I think it would be one of those best player available kinds of things. I mean, it's, which is still what I believe they're going to do at 17, whether it's a corner or whether it is a tackle. If one of those, because if everyone takes a whole bunch of quarterbacks and then someone else trades up to get a bunch of cornerbacks, then yeah, I could see them definitely taking one of those big tackles there. I mean, it's, but also I, you know, I mean, how do you define I mean, I'm sure they define pressure the right way, but like, yeah, I'm sure Dan Moore got dinged for a pressure on Pickett's winning touchdown pass to Najee against the Ravens. That was a pressure. Jason Pierre-Paul got a hand on him. Like, you know, so it's it's the pressure doesn't necessarily mean loss. You'd like to see a better number, but that doesn't. But the team likes Dan Moore. That's the one of the things the insiders say. That's something I genuinely believe. The team likes Dan Moore, and Ben likes Dan. You know, Ben every time he gets a chance, he says he likes him, and he's got thirty six NFL starts or something, right? right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, I that doesn't necessarily rule seventeen. They're meeting right. with. We have to look at the what the evidence is. They're meeting with mm-hmm. the big boys. It's good yes. to see the big boys, right? They're meeting with the you know at Ohio. State, they mean with the big boy. They're not meeting with right there. I don't think they're meeting. Well, maybe, well they were in Georgia, so maybe they that were corner. in Georgia. They yeah, it's it's yeah. Tomlin met with the big boys at um. I, I think some of the corners they haven't had the chance to. I don't know if they've had their pro day yet. But that picture of Tomlin at the dinner the other night with all those giant Ohio State guys that was something like. Um, Omar Khan not invited in the pick is that a little rub or was he taking the pick I don't know uh, right that could be too I mean it, it's it's I, I imagine Omar is, is yeah but and also they brought the offensive line coach to that one too it was Tomlin Omar and the O-line coach so like they're looking at these guys yeah so uh, yeah as much as I want to root for Dan Moore then again you could draft someone 17 and, and Chooks has got he could be a casualty in 24 or maybe. also right a guy doesn't have to play I mean I know that's it's been the new way but the guy can sit on the bench for a game or two you can have a swing game there someone's going to get hurt I mean I hate to say it it's not going <laughs> to be like last year where everyone played every snap okay do we want what about everyone's saying maybe I'm the only one that's like harping on this but at Rickfish four one two, our reigning fan of the year, or, or no, our our first, our season one fan of the year, Rick Fish. <laughs> Andy Weedle was responsible for putting together what may be the most complete roster in the NFL last year. A roster that was so balanced, so complimentary, so complete. It was the reason the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, and now he's doing the same for the Steelers. I appreciate that. I appreciate, of course, I appreciate Andy Weedle as much as I appreciate Brandon Hunt in the past or anyone in the office. Why? It seems like fans want to give him the credit. I know that there's a Philly connection with some of these players. Why does it seem like, oh, it's not Omar Khan who's doing that. It's Andy Weedle's bringing this team together. Uh, just because it's it's the new, I would assume it's new behavior, new actions, and they connect it to the new person. I mean, your point is valid that, you know, who's to say that I'm sure oh, everything that Andy Weedle is done or involved in has been signed off by Omar Khan since he outranks him. But um, but yeah, I, I, but by that same token, it can't be a coincidence they're getting these guys from the Eagles. 
I mean, that feels, I mean, I, I, I'm willing to believe, I'm sure these guys are great and all that. And it's, and everyone seems, I was blown away by this, some Simon Asumalo guy, but it, um, but yeah, I think that's where the fans come from is that the, it's, it's, it's not easy to put two and two together, but you can put one and one together. <laughs> you can just put one, one X, <laughs> one X equals Y. Well, X must be, um, all right. How about some, let's go on the defensive side. We, have, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about these guys at all. Mm-hmm. Um, how about at Lucial1992, Matthew Lucial, Devin Bush, four sacks, 13 tackles for a loss, 10 QB hits, two interceptions, 173 tackles. Cole Holcomb, 4.5 sacks, 15 tackles for a loss, nine QB hits, three interceptions, 239 tackles. Almost identical stats. Cole Holcomb has a significant amount more tackles. Yes, and uh, was taken in, what, the fifth or sixth round? And, um, you know, played behind two genuinely great defensive linemen in Chase Young and the other guy that signed that enormous contract whose name I don't know. But, yeah, having uh, a guy that's, uh, 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 you know, a little – that that uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think they sort of got – a guy to do some of the things that Devin Bush did without all the baggage of being, you know, uh, not the uh, first uh, round pick that lived up to our expectations. So if he comes in and, and does Devin Bush like things, we can just be like, oh, man, you know, it's not a bust. It was just it was just our low expectations. Well, it's probably going to cost not that much money, too. But I also think they're going to uh, I, I doubt this is the last guy that comes in at inside linebacker this year. Okay, it's a deep tease. Should we do one more thing in con season? Why not? <laughs> I think this is a chode of the week. At, at Tommy Jaggy, Tommy Jaggy, Deontay Johnson, Chikuma Omafor, and Mitch Trubisky have a combined cap number of $40 million for the 2023 season per over the cap. That's a lot of cap space devoted to three players who don't move the needle. Oh, my gosh. Why are we? Why can't we just get rid of these three players and then go spend $40 million on, I don't know, what? Uh, what, what is there anyone else well, out that's there? That's just it. This is, I mean, this is the market for these positions. It's a wide receiver and a tackle. I mean, those are just expensive. You're going to overpay for those when you have to pay for them. That's why, you know, when the draft comes, we might see, just like we did last year, I bet we do, some kind of wild run on wide receivers being A, drafted high, or B, and or B, uh, getting traded from team to team. I mean, that's those are three. That's the three positions you're going to overpay for, with the possible exception of like also adding like defensive tackle, too. If Chukes plays all six, 17 games again this season, would it, wouldn't it be worth every penny spent? I mean, it's certainly, yeah. I mean, for what you could have paid for to get one of those guys, it uh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay to be frustrated that like Chukes isn't a star, but or one of the absolute best at his position, but he's done fine. And, uh, he hasn't been the reason they've lost. I can certainly uh, the main reason they've lost. I can certainly the, say that. The cream of the crop. He's yeah okay. He's not the cream of the crop maybe, but he's he's in the crop. Mm-hmm. Uh, now if Mitch Trubisky doesn't play a single down in 17 games, isn't he worth that's every? Not, bit? He would be worth every penny in that case. Yes, that's not going to happen. I mean, not in a 17 game season. But it. Um, I mean, that'd be great if it happens. But yeah, that's that's that that's not going to be the case. I think I, I'm, I don't think they mind paying Mitch any of that just off the idea. Again, this is if Kenny gets hurt, here's a guy who they believe can come in and win them a game. All right. Um, All right well, coming up in the second half, we're going to talk some mock drafts just to give you an update and to tell you who the real the reliable mockers are, who is mock and who is not mock. <laughs> And we'll talk about uh, Ben on that Madden, Mark Madden show and 
I don't know. I think people are twisting it a little bit out. Coming up in the second half. Spock so many names on all their boards, but they're all the same. I don't care about the situation, cause your mock draft is just mental masturbation. Unless you're one of the eight names on my list. There's only one way. There's only one way to mock. All right. It was Ooh. about this time last year when uh, the mocks, cause you could start to say, might start to sort of sway toward the arc of accuracy. I'm not saying okay. entirely accurate, but uh -huh. um, certainly better than the January, February mocks. <laughs> Let's get to some tweets. At Michael Beck 56, Michael Beck. If I had to guess the likelihood of the Steelers' first round pick, it would be something like corner 45%, offensive tackle 35%, defensive tackle 15%, receiver 5%. Okay, well, you, you didn't have to do that, unfortunately, but if you had to, you didn't have to. Okay. Uh -huh. Well, is. What 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 do these what what do you say about these uh, you know from the cloud pr prediction of uh... I mean if I had to and I certainly don't either uh, uh, say that I would actually come up with very similar numbers I would just amend receiver to tight I would have receiver slash tight end but yeah I mean this again I'm reading the same stuff uh, guys reading you might I'm sure he's reading more of it than me but um, but yeah I, I think this is similar just because with the number of corners there are out there with the number of offensive tackles there are out there and the number of defensive tackles there are out there then yeah i this is i could see this being similar to this but um but wow this is this is this is vapor beyond mist and uh floating into space oh that sounds what is that is it a bowie lyric or something <laughs> at the sports guru 91 my mark carmichael Definitely not going cornerback with the first pick. I tried to tell y'all this was after James Pierre was resigned. James Pierre, bringing him back into the room. Does that mean anything at 17? I, I'm glad you found the world's biggest James Pierre fan, <laughs> a man that still believes, and good for him. Two game-winning two game winning plays. That's right, absolutely. And that's why they're going to keep, I imagine, that guy unless, until he gets bumped out of that room. He's going to keep coming back year after year. It, um, no, James Pierre, I, 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 wish, he did, I wish he could. Uh, James Pierre could be good enough to move them off of a cornerback at the first pick but uh well the room then is uh patrick peterson mm -hmm. uh, levi wallace yes. um akilla witherspoon mm -hmm. and james pierre now of course you can cut your practice squad you know pierre um mm -hmm. but then you add if you do add a fifth with pick 17 um mm -hmm. yeah i guess i guess i just explained it you could move pierre to the practice right. squad. or you can cut witherspoon i know that's the other option i've heard but okay. it, um but yeah but that's absolutely it uh it's but i i, I but i also think you know, one, it's nice to see, just to go back to the uh, vapor of the prior uh, tweet there, it's nice to see that there's so many different options they could choose and still get a really good player. Like, I do think this is a genuine best player available kind of thing. 
we're going to get the guy that everyone that everyone slept on because they needed their quarterback or they needed their whatever right. whatever exactly. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what about at Steel Yinzers? Steel Yinzers. Word is Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan did not attend mm-hmm. Jordan Addison's pro day. Does not look good for the Addison fans, but it could be a smokescreen, you know. Whiteout. We. I don't think they've really looked at any. I don't. You know. I don't know who the, all the whiteouts are on no, these. But I have no idea. I don't. You know. They're not meeting with whiteouts. Is whiteout off the? You know. Where would? Where's whiteout in the in the priority of things? Well, I mean, I. I'm sure they're gonna. They're probably going to bring in a receiver in the draft. They tend to draft one each year, so it might be kind of later on. But um, I. I you know, it, but that's the one thing we know. The one ironclad rule you could always go to is that they were there for what the guy they pick at these at these meetings. That's the, the the highest one I can remember that I don't think they did. I don't think they went out to see Juju. I don't think. Well, he they, was like a second rounder. He though. was a second round pick. He wasn't the first, but it, yeah. But so that's what I kind of thought. Oh, like, so okay, if Addison falls, maybe if he falls to thirty-two, does that not count toward? Should we not include thirty-two in our in our right. schemes when we think about these meetings? Right. See, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Like, is it? it, it it's. I, I bet. I bet if Addison's there in the second round, at that, that uh, whatever. What's the other pick? Forty something. I bet forty nine there. But it. Um. But I mean, his combine couldn't have been that bad. At, uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, how about at Reggie underscore B flow Steeler Reg? This isn't even about Addison. Receiver should be in play. Period. A lot of unproven be a lot of unproven behind DJ and Pickens. One injury to either, and we're aft. Yes, it's a need. Couldn't they? I mean, there's still like a Miles Boykin out there. Right. Um. We, we still don't know about Stephen Sims. Stephen right. Sims contributed last year for them to kind of just cut contact. So I guess there's more than one way to get a wide receiver. There is. And and look, I mean, whatever criticisms you can have of the Steelers, they've been good at finding wide receivers. It's And I also think, kind of get back to our conversation we had a minute ago about the Steelers tying up all that money into those three guys. I think this is a lot of teams, even really good teams. It's hard to have that third, great third and fourth wide receiver all the time and for too long. It's every team doesn't have much depth in wide receiver. They're so expensive, it, it, you know. So yeah, it's. I'd. I mean, I. I. They're gonna. They're gonna add a receiver between now and when training camp starts. I can almost guarantee you that. And when you have when you have that much pedigree at receiver, I think it, it's it's hard to get everyone the touches. I'm thinking when it was Washington and Juju and. Mm-hmm. Um, and DJ, you know, and right. and then someone like Washington kind of slipped out. He had high pedigree. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. All right, the current. Let's look where the mocks are at this year. We uh, this week we mm-hmm. we've gained sixteen. You know, like I said, I'm not counting every single mock. Serious mocks, Ooh. national and and Steeler media. Yeah. So we've added sixteen mocks, and uh, we're up to about fifty seven mocks since March. Mm-hmm. Um, three new players this week. We're up to twenty one different players at seventeen. Okay. Uh, three new players, new new this week. All the all the big boys new is the tackle from Ohio State, Dewan Jones. Uh, he was on two dra- mocks this week. The guard from Florida, Osiris Torrance, mm-hmm. who had been mocked a ton at thirty two, now getting mocked to seventeen. Wow! And another interior lineman from OSU, Paris Johnson Jr. Should we? 
I mean, should we be disqualifying some of these guards? And I, I was. That, I mean, I hate to do that this far out, but this the fact that that may be something that happens. You may think away from the guards at this point. I mean, I you know I hate to because as soon as you start saying that, then you're like, oh no, I'm one of these mock draft people now too. But <laughs> it, um, but that that, that I, I might focus more on the other names. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I've become more cynical about this since uh, uh, this time we've been doing it. When I actually look at the numbers, I mean, I I find it hard to believe that they would draft a guard that high at this point. And I also don't think Joey Porter Jr. is going to be there. I think someone will take him ahead of them. But, um, but well, yeah. he's he's still by and far the favorite. He's I got He's got 14 total mocks. He gained three this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee, gained three this week. He's, he's second with six. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got Deontay Banks, the corner from Maryland. He gained one this week. He's got five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tackle from Georgia has five. Broderick Jones. And then we've got now we, we start to teeter off teeter off is that um, I think that's right. We've got Brian Branch at safety from Alabama. He has three total mocks. He gained two this week, mm-hmm. and the linebacker from Clemson, Trenton Simpson, gained two this week. So he's at three. Mm-hmm. It's Joey Porter or a tackle. Yeah, I mean that's that's what the numbers are now. I mean, uh, and also like you know we're a ways away from this. But we're not so, so far away from this. Like, I don't think something too much. I mean, again, here now I'm one of these people, too. (laughs) But so much can change between now and then to move the mockers off of the corner and tackles. Like, they're not there's no one they're going to be able to sign that would make someone think, okay, they're not still in the market for a tackle or a corner. They could sign, they could re-sign Terrell Edmonds and that would, that would shake some of the safeties. That right. Been, that might you know, push branch out. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. well, yeah. What else, you know, maybe a receiver. I don't know. Okay. What about mm-hmm. at 32? Mm-hmm. We've, you know, not everyone is mocking 32 yet. We've, we're up to 31 mocks. We gained 11 this week mm-hmm. at 17 different players. Uh, we gained five. So that's a little bit everywhere. The leaders right now at 32 are, uh, you know, some people mock him at 17. It's Dewan Jones, the tackle wow. from OSU. Mm-hmm. He's got four. Uh, Kylie Ringo, the corner from Georgia, has four. Mm-hmm. Deontay Banks, another one at 17. You know, a lot of these guys are at 17 and 32. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the nice thing about having those two picks is that there's going to be a lot of crossover between those two. And that's also part of the reason I've seen plenty of mock drafts where people have them trade down from one of those two picks just because they're so close to each other for more picks. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it, it, there's a lot of crossover, and I, it's interesting. I've noticed uh, what's just the 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 defensive uh, uh, linemen have fallen off of this. At uh, what's yeah. it, Brise and uh, the other guy from Michigan, whose name I have no idea. Yeah, but, it, um, but it's it's interesting that they have uh, 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 fallen off. Maybe that might be some change you see with the mockers. Like once they start to be like, oh wait, the Steelers have an entire line of guards. Maybe we'll start putting the D linemen back in there. And then once the insiders start you know pushing their buttons that's we we the closer we get into april the more accurate these things get Mm -hmm. Uh, as we learned from last year go back into the archives and find last year's mock the mock special Mm -hmm. and and you actually we don't have to i'll tell you right now these were (laughs) these were last year's most reliable mockers if you're going to start paying attention these are the ones to pay attention to we discovered last year um but there are some asterisks with all these. Mm-hmm. So Peter King, Sports Illustrated. Now he only did one, mm-hmm. and it uh, it got Pickett, and it got some of the most in that first round. Wow. Um, Mel Kiper, you know, he never had Pickett. Okay. So even though he was more accurate as far as you know, kind of a first round overall, but he mm-hmm. never he never got Pickett to the Steelers. So I don't okay. know. 
Um, Lance Zierling over at NFL.com, mm-hmm. he 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 had a good mock, and in April, in April again, these are all in April. No one right. was no one was doing it before April, right after St. Patrick's Day, and uh, he had picket, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, our own Andrew Wilbar. Uh, you know, in April he had a good first round mocks, but you know he he didn't pair us with Pickett. He really didn't have any of the Steelers uh, guys on his radar. So okay. is that a strike against you or not? I don't know. If you, you I, consider the mock source that you trust, do you want someone with first overall knowledge or Steeler specific knowledge? Hmm. At PFF, there is Ari Miro which I haven't even seen any of his mocks yet this year, so I don't know if he's in the game still. He might have, he might have ducked out after okay. going out on top last there you year. There go. Yeah, go out with the ring. And Damon Parson at the Draft Network. Hmm. Um, Never heard of that. They had they had Kenny and a good and um and Alex Cazora over at Depot. You know he mm-hmm. di- he didn't have Pickett, but he had guys like Mark Robinson and Oladokun on his radar. Oh, so okay, that is good. That if you're if you're gonna get into the mocks, those who you can trust, I suggest not. I suggest yes. you know doing stuff like playing uh, Steelers March Madness. <laughs> Decide the you know. Absolutely. Yeah. No one. No one got into that. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not sour. Am I sour? <laughs> I don't care. I think the band's trying to get on the field. Is there a band on the field? No, that's not. That's the wrong song. <laughs> they finally found me. I'm really hungry. <laughs> two minutes on the clock. Well, whatever. It's a two-minute warning with TV, with TV timeouts. Right. At PGH Steelers Now, Steelers Now, former Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger says the 49ers pursued him in 2022 while that team was dealing with multiple quarterback injuries. Some of the headlines were like discussions took place and it made it sound like this was something he actually considered. I listened to the Mark Madden interview, so you don't have to. And it was, I didn't get that vibe at all. It was San Fran doing their due diligence, yes. calling mm-hmm. every, you know, it, that would have been like, you know, calling Peyton Manning. If they called he was Rivers sort of, too. Yeah. So calling mm-hmm. everyone who might have interest and, so they call the agent. They don't call yeah. Ben directly. Right. And then the agent says, hey, we just got a call from the Niners. What do you think? And he goes, no, nah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And that is a discussion, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's the Niners. It, it sounds like everyone did the right thing here at, uh, from the Niners on down. At, um, and, and as much as I don't think much of Brock Purdy, I mean, my first thought was like, geez, Ben uh, wasn't going to cover A.J. Brown. Like there's no way they were getting out of that title game, even with Ben. At uh, yeah, they would have to. It would have been the same problems. You would have mm. to get the ball out quickly. You don't right. want him to, you know, break up. Exactly, and they couldn't protect Purdy. They weren't going to be able to protect Ben after sitting, yeah, after podcasting for ten months. <laughs> From podcast to Super Bowl, that's the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> at Andrew Petcash, Andrew Petcash, Joe Hayden made seven million with the Steelers. Yet one investment in shoes made him twice as much. When Joe Hayden was in Cleveland, he inv- he invested uh, a quarter million in a company called StockX, which was a stock market for like collectible shoes. Now worth fourteen million. Wow! No wonder he didn't sign back with the Steelers. <laughs> He's got that shoe money. Uh, I mean, and, and you should read this story, folks, if you haven't. It is fascinating and just shows how you know a, a good guy made a good decision at. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. If that, I don't know about that tattoo, that half Cleveland tattoo, you can't take that off. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to sell a lot of shoes to get that taken off. At Steeler Nation, Steeler Nation, 
one of the best linemen in Steelers history, admits he doesn't watch much football these game these days. Uh, David DeCastro showed up. So I don't know who would do. I don't know who had this interview, but he doesn't really care about Steelers football much anymore. But he's really into disc golf. Who oh, saw that? I mean, I've I've known people that have played it. I've never tried it. I mean, it. it, it have you done it? it I mean, I mean, I know how to throw a frisbee, but I've never counted how many times I've thrown right. it. Right, and I've never, th- I've never like, like, ah, let's do this with precision. Right, um, <laughs> but I also can see, you know, wanting to be like, hey, that part of my life's done. I, I just remember just even reading interviews with DeCastro over the years and all that. You never got the feeling like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to stick around. Like, when this guy's done, he's cashing out. Right, uh, I, I like that he's a Stanford guy, and right, and we and that other, what, Nate had, Herbig is a Stanford guy and really, mm-hmm. really likes him. I hope that there's a moment for some reconciliation yeah, absolutely. there. Let's bring him, let's bring the alumni back. Mm-hmm. Um, how about at BT Steel Curtain, BTSC Steelers? You get one, you get one of the four players below to add to the current defensive roster. Who are you taking? Minjo Green, Mel Blunt, Jack Lambert, or Rod Woodson? I mean, it's a great question. I, I hope they got a lot of engagement with it. I mean, it's it's one of those things like the answer, to me, it feels like the answer is always Mean Joe, regardless of like the current roster construction is, because Mean Joe would make the rest of everything else better. Not that the other guys wouldn't, but it just seems like in terms of pure, I mean, bang for your buck, that almost sounds like a pun in this context. It'd be hard <laughs> to ever go wrong with having Mean Joe be the guy. I like the argument, because when I first saw it, I was like, at first I said Mel Blunt, and then I was right. like, I don't know if the rules today would would benefit him and right then, exactly can you imagine i mean all the crap we had to go through with harrison like mel blunt trying yeah. to explain, like you can't clothesline this guy at, uh, so i wasn't sure and then and same with lambert i was like i just don't know if today's game would have been his and i was gonna say woodson but i like your argument for for mean joe i think he could suit up now actually maybe we need put him on the team now <laughs> can we take all 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 who's gone bring back yeah. mean joe. <laughs> uh, okay one last thing at fbf beer fbf wholesale the summer sensation, now with no assembly required. The sweet lemony goodness of Turner's Premium Iced Tea meets the classic taste of Iron City beer for the most refreshing drink these three rivers have ever seen. Iced tea mixed with Iron City lager. Uh, is this no the, the summer sensation, now no assembly required? I've never heard of this before. Is this anything? I mean, I... I... My first thought once, you know, I, I was able to regain my voice was to think like, I never tried twisted tea. I, I'm assuming that's what this is like, although maybe like maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I just thought that was just like alcoholic tea. Alcohol- see that, OK, so that, that maybe that is. I don't know. I've never I didn't know you could mix tea with beer. I mean, it seems like it, it seems like the kind of drink you would have found by accident. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, top me off, bartender. Well, OK, what's that? A nice tea? Like, yeah. no, no, that's what my beer. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, well, this is I mean, it's it's one of those things like, I mean, as someone that is very conscious of how much sugar they consume, I kind of think like, man, I hope this has enough sugar in it to make that taste work. <laughs> I've heard of well, you know, someone said that there's Turner's iced tea and whiskey is something. Okay, but I but yeah, that's I've never had... but that's you know mixer li- liquor. I mean that's that's yeah. two things we know go together. We never thought of mixer beer. What about so if like lemonade and iced tea is Arnold Palmer? What right. would what would iced tea and lager be like a Todd Haley? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's coming up short on the three hole. I, I don't know. It, <laughs> Wow. I'll try it. I'll I try mean, we're it. obviously going to try it. I don't know where you get it. around. Well, they, no. I, when I go home to visit my mom, I do twice a year. I'm sure we'll have one of these, and I'll be like, wow, that's enough. Get out the vodka. But, yeah, uh, I'll give it a shot. Send us your uh, send us your Iron City sweet teas, <laughs> please. 
that's what we've been talking about. Thanks, Coach. All right, I guess that wraps it up for today. The conversation continues on social media where we're the ninth negative fans <laughs> in the NFL I'm at Kyle Kreiss on there somewhere. Greg, what about yourself? Oh, I'm somewhere in the ether at Greg Benevent. B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. Vote on those on that Steelers March yes. Madness. If you, oh. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like I'm I'm like I've turned anti immaculate reception on this thing. I'm just like, eh, it was a symbolic. It was a sim- symbolic play. It wasn't an actual victory. It was it was the uh, no losing seasons of Steeler history. But <laughs> whatever. Okay, until next week, you should do what coach do. Be the best of us. Oh, That's going to be required. So loud. Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs>